What makes us happy? Ananda has a dear friend, Sri D.R. Kartikeyan. Swami Kriyananda considered him to be my Indian brother, and indeed their camaraderie made them seem like two brothers. Kartikeyanji is a pivotal member of the board of directors of not only Ananda in India, but many other spiritual and humanitarian organizations as well. One of the ways this compassionate soul helps mankind is to send out inspiring and uplifting material to his vast mailing list. Here is an inspiring piece we received from him last week. Indian billionaire with a wealth of $291 billion, Ratan Tata was asked by a radio presenter in a phone interview, Sir, when were you the happiest in your life? Ratan replied, I went through four stages of happiness in my life, and finally I understood the meaning of true happiness. The first step was to accumulate wealth and resources, but that time I didn't get the happiness I wanted. Then came the second stage of accumulating values and objects, but I realized that the effect of this is also temporary and the shine of jewelry doesn't last long. Then came the third leg of big projects. We owned 95% of the oil reserves in India and Africa, also owned the largest steel plant in India and Asia. But here, I did not reach the happiness I imagined. The fourth step came when my friend asked me, to buy wheelchairs for children with disabilities, approximately 200 children. Upon the recommendation of a friend, I immediately bought them, but the friend insisted that I go with him and give them to the kids. Ready and at it, out there giving these kids wheelchairs with my own hands. I saw a strange glow of happiness on the faces of these children. I saw everyone just sitting in their wheelchairs, moving and playing. It was like they came to a picnic spot and shared their winning prize. I felt so happy inside. When I decided to leave, one of the kids grabbed me by my feet. I tried to slowly release my legs, but the kid looked in front of me and squeezed them even harder. So I leaned over and said, Kid, you need something else? This child's reaction not only shocked me, but completely changed my outlook on life. This child said, I want to remember your face so that when I see you in heaven, I can recognize you and thank you again. What makes us happy? There is a deep spiritual truth. It says that happiness increases as our consciousness rises and expands and dwindles as it falls and contracts. That is why we say up in heaven and down in hell. When Tata chased personal wealth, possessions, and power, his consciousness shrank and lasting happiness eluded him. 
but by thinking of others and acting altruistically, his consciousness expanded, and he was able to find sustained happiness. The law of contraction and expansion is one of the hidden laws of creation. It works because we are all interconnected and interdependent. And this is why a fundamental teachings for all of the world's faith is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Every day we are given opportunities to put this into practice. The choice is straightforward. Expand and be happy or contract and be sad. Helping others will bring good karma to both them and us. Let's spend more time giving out Divine Mother's wheelchairs. Paramahansa Yogananda puts it beautifully in one of his prayer demands. Quote, I loved many things, only to find that my true craving was for thee alone. Come to me now, be with me always. In divine joy, Nayaswami Jyotish. This is a important and yet quite simple subject that in order to be happy, which we all seek, we need to include others in our happiness. The more we focus on ourselves alone, the more we try to keep what we think is ours for ourselves, the more our consciousness contracts into just one person. And all around us there are people that are perhaps our friends, perhaps seeming strangers, but every one of those too is seeking to be happy. And if we can include their happiness in our own, then our consciousness will expand and begin to include them. And if we can include everyone as our own, we're well on the way of getting to the consciousness of Divine Mother, which knows that there is no reality in the universe except her own consciousness, that everything is reunited, interconnected, and that there's no stranger, there's no person, there's no thing outside of our own self. And we create a self-enclosing prison when we think that we have to be self-protective. That self-protectiveness ends up protecting us from being able to expand. It's really our own consciousness that creates heaven or hell. And if our consciousness is rising, then we're up in heaven. And if it is falling and contracting, then we're down in hell. And so this teaching is really quite simple. Putting it into practice is also quite simple. We simply have to first remember to do it, and then second, make the welfare of others a habitual practice so that we don't give it a second thought or we do it automatically is probably a better way of putting it. We automatically 
try to think of the welfare of others. And as we do so, like Tata, we will find lasting happiness.